0: Training is gonna make me healthier. I'm gonna be able to play with my kids. I'm gonna be able to go on adventures with them and, and be around for a long time. You know, like so that's over here, that's something that I really wanna prioritize.
1: How's it going everyone? Tom here from Dad Strong with another episode of the Dad Strong Podcast. Hope you guys have had an awesome week and really trust you guys are feeling some building momentum as we move into the winter here. Or in fact we are in the winter here. I woke up this morning and there was a wonderful layer of snow. Decided at 5.30 to hike up the mountain here all by myself and really encourage you guys to get out, get that solitude and get into nature. It really makes a massive difference starting the day especially in nature and while all the kids are sleeping and uh, you're not losing that time with your kids, getting that workout in. I'm finding that I'm doing kind of less, but on a on a um, more regular basis, as I talk about in this podcast, as far as health and fitness goes. And I'm finding great benefits for that. But as I said, I hope you guys are really feeling that momentum heading. Uh, into the Christmas period uh, um, as as fathers and husbands as men and that you're moving forward and just adding that little bit extra every day, a little bit more effective, a little bit more patient, a little bit more calm, as that becomes my goal more and more just to be more calm. And we also hear about that in the podcast. But talking of the podcast, today's guest is Ross Hillier. I'm really stoked to welcome him on the podcast, really enjoy this conversation. Ross is a husband, father, and love of all things strength. He was a collegiate athlete turned health coach and works with other men on how to build themselves into leaders through health and strength. Uh, This episode is full of pearls of wisdom from Ross and so much practical, ready-to-use advice on how to develop a strong body and a strong mind while still showing up each day better and more effectively for our fathers. Uh, Ross and I discuss many things like morning and evening routines and experimenting with different actions and ideas and scheduling to get the most out of ourselves in our days and a whole range of strategies on how we can optimize ourselves to serve others. As I said, I really love this conversation and got a lot out of it, and I know you will as well. So, guys, enjoy. Ross, welcome to the Dad Strong Podcast. Stoked to be here with you. And it uh, was nice to just – I got read an article of one of my guys in my dad's group. I've just started a dad's group on uh, on Slack, and one of the guys posted this post about balance. And then I thought – Awesome. This guy out, and then I found you and said, hey, well, you come on the show, and here you are. So where are you from? What's a little bit of background? And,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh- name is Ross Hillier. I live in Boise, Idaho. Um, That's about the only area around this part of the states that anybody actually knows is if I say Boise, nobody ever really knows where Idaho is or anything about it. Um, But I'm a health and strength coach. And I work uh, at this point exclusively with other men. And uh, I've been doing that for seven-ish years now working with people. Um, I'm full-time online now. Uh, I've been, I was in gyms and different, you know, boutique kind of fitness centers for years and all that kind of stuff. And then a year ago decided to go uh, full-time online. And lucky for me, I made that decision about four months before I was forced to go online when everything (laughs) shut down in the spring. Uh, So I was, I was very fortunate in that way, but um, came from an athletic background, did college sports, uh, just loved the training aspect of it a lot more than the sport for most of my experience in athletics. And so I just kind of gravitated towards the weight room more and just loved helping people get strong. And that's just kind of what it's all evolved into. And that's just still what I love doing.
1: And how do you find that impacts your life being focused on helping other guys does that really keep you accountable and kind of keep you on your toes and needing to also do it yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, because one thing that I've learned coaching other guys specifically is it's really hard for anybody to listen to what you're doing if you're not doing it yourself. You know, it's e- even if you never tell them that you're not doing what they're doing, they're, it's just an energy thing. Like it won't <laughs> ever work if you're not following what you're putting out there. It Nobody else is going to either. So it definitely helps me stay on track myself, and I use myself for a lot of kind of self experimenting. Yeah. Uh, and I test a lot of things out on myself before I, you know, have it tested on my my clients and my guys. <laughs> and so I kind of use myself as a guinea pig in that regard, too. So that keeps me on top of myself as well. Yeah.
1: yeah I'm kind of like that in the dad zone. I'm supposed to, my, and we can talk about what, you, what you've been testing and experimenting in I definitely have been using this platform and this journey as a dad and to run the podcast and whatever the Instagram or whatever it grows into being is just exactly like that to test it out and kind of see what works as a dad, especially because I think it's quite interesting when you follow a lot of guys and a lot of you guys out there are not fathers and it changes mm-hmm. the whole game. Like when you go four mm-hmm. kids or, and, and it changes the game, kind of whichever situation. in for, for me to kind of find trying to find that sweet spot, you know, where body character, Um, and making sure that those things all dovetail into creating a full kind of calm because that's for me, it's kind of the goal for me. It's kind of a strange goal. I used to have goals with becoming a teacher and becoming a podcast and all these types of goals. Mm -hmm. Kind of all my goals because of being a dad and being a husband has been kind of to reach that state of contentment and calm. So what kind of experiments have you been, what type of experiments do you do? I'm very interested in this stuff because I know you knew Terrence Mitchell, didn't you?
0: Uh, yeah we uh we connected right around probably a year ago so not super long ago um but he was a big influence on how i actually coach people wow, uh, he and i had a lot of he and i had a lot of cool conversations about ah. coaching and all <laughs> that kind of stuff so he uh yeah he was definitely a big help for me in that regard i, I mean he you you had several you know conversations yeah, yeah. with the guy you could just listen to him talk about anything forever
1: <laughs> i know it's, uh, it's, it's so wild because um like everyone that's been on the podcast lately has had their their terrence story you know or um, it is connected with him and it's just for me like i said last time the legacy that he used but anyway back to the yeah it's obviously a tragedy and and i talked i said brandon message every now and then to see how it's how it's going and how the other guys mm-hmm. it's funny because kind of the guys in the dad's group i have it's kind of like got the impetus and the kind of catalyst was in terence where i just kind of then started we started calling each other after what happened to him we were just like obviously shocked yeah him. and i think of him so often and it's so weird because um i knew him union for a year like i i can't yeah. even I know how many months i knew him for but the yeah out on my life and when i did his program i didn't finish it because i wasn't getting enough sleep which was one of the experiments i did 30 days of discipline and killed yeah. Than I've ever killed myself, but I was I was loving it. But then in nineteen, I, I got worn down because I wasn't doing the sleep part. And then I said to him, right. "This wasn't really a workout program, was this? This was a program to <laughs> get you to stop being so naive and get you wise and to get you to to yes. realize um, what's important." But just the impact that that dude had in my life—that I I literally I was writing on 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 his brother's running it now. His brother, yeah, it, you've probably seen that. And I was commenting on there that every time I do a workout like I every time I do pull-ups like I always do my number and then I do one more because I'm always like it's nice and uh and not only Love that, it like you're right like the podcast that we had with him and the training that and I just for a legacy of a guy that had 6,000 followers and I don't like to talk about that that much but just that kind of quantifies it a little bit it's just was massive and then I talked to you yeah. now also have had your experience but he obviously loved to experiment yes and his ice balls in the morning I still miss that I don't get one of those on my feet, so hopefully his brother will start doing the ice problem.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got my I've got my own little uh, ice chest freezer set up in the yeah. back right now. Uh, okay. It's not full. I needed to clean it out, but that was one of the mm-hmm. things that I used to send him pictures of uh, me sitting in the ice as well. It was, yeah, big influence yeah. everywhere around. So um, as far as the experimenting stuff, there's been a lot of things lately that i could kind of point to are things that and and a lot of it has more it's interesting a lot of it actually has more to do with the things outside of the actual workout setting uh more just habit building kind of things not necessarily the x's and o's of what we're doing in the gym um because what i found is most of the time people don't actually need workouts because if they did, they could just search Google yeah, and exactly. get one of a billion free workouts. You know, I mean, like, that's not <laughs> really what people need. It's the habits and What are you doing every single day that is going to move you towards your goal, whatever that goal is, it could be workout related, but it's how are you actually doing those things every day that are setting you up for success. So, um, we've been doing a lot of things in the habit building and, and, you know, another thing that Terrence kind of brought into more forefront of my life is doing journaling practices and that kind of, Mm. uh, writing goals out. I've always been very big in writing out goals and we have a, you know, I teach kind of a specific goal setting process that's levels to it and, and putting things down on paper has been one of the more powerful things I would say I've been really working on in the last year. And it's, it's definitely translated over to how the guys that I work with are training and growing and all of these things related kind of, you know, it starts with health just because that's the medium I chose to work in, but really it's like human development. Mm. It's, it's all personal development. I just chose the physical realm instead of, you know, being a therapist, right. It's all moving. uh, It's all moving people forward. uh, But it's so much bigger than just sweating and being yeah. in the gym. And so the, the journaling practice was huge. Um, that's probably the biggest one that we've really honed in on in the last several months with the guys that I, that I work with in, in my coaching programs. Um, there's probably more that I could think of off the top of my head, but the, but the journaling, and it, it was just interesting when you, when you brought that up because some of the experiments, quote unquote, aren't actually like, you know, what new exercises <laughs> yeah, exactly. am I yeah, doing yeah, in yeah. the gym? It's like, it's, it's usually other things. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Obviously, we're physical people. And I think it's massively, I found massively that just doing the physical part is, and I mean, it's obviously a cliche, but it just it's so massive for your mental state. And I think when you start, yes. around, I think starting in the mental state is hard when your body is not where it should be. And when you're not getting it, tweaking. And like you say, experimenting, isn't this amazing? Like, oh, let me try this new substance or let me try this. Some of us are just tweaking your diet. Some of us just going to sleep earlier, waking up at a different time. Um mm-hmm you said, doing the journal. Like for me, I've tried to play with what journal works and not just what works for me, but what works with my time frame because I've got four yeah. I get up at five and I want to spend time in the forest early in the morning. So one of my things that I've experimented with lately is I go up here in the mountains, like at five, I get up at five and I'm already in the car. Like it's, it's quite close, but I just take the car so I don't have to walk through the town and see houses I like to be in. Mm-hmm. But going up there, I went to the top of the mountain and down by myself in the pitch black, like in the freezing cold with the light on. It's just something that does something, I don't know what it is, but it makes the day like to start in such an amazing. Yeah. And then with workouts and things, I've actually kind of experimented with not doing massive workouts, but doing little bits of workout every day. So basically what mm. i do, surrounded with my prep for, for work, I kind of, um, I like have every day I'm doing, I'm working my up. So I do 24 pull-ups of different kinds and I do 40 to 50 push-ups. And then I do every single day. So, so those are like, and it's around my shower. So before I shower, yeah it's eight pull-ups front or well, neutral pull-ups Then it's um 20 push-ups close close push-ups and then it's the shower and then it's I do the other ones and so every it's worked it around that it means that every single day, every day of the week I'm getting that workout and yes you think that doing a big workout and going hard and doing like you say go on internet and get that program and people do it for it's like a big push and I say that sometimes good because with Terence, what really happened is it was really great because he pushed me to another level that I never thought I could get at. When I was doing mm. 130 pull-ups in the morning, I was like, I would <laughs> yeah. never have thought I was doing that ever. And yeah. doing these Hindu push-ups and all the stuff that I thought, oh, I'm never going to do those things. And in the end, I'm like, doing them? That took me to a level where now I'm at a level where doing the 24 pull-ups is nothing for me. Whereas before, 24 pull-ups was a decent amount of pull-ups. And yeah, able to do that every day without too much psychological stress or running around or wasting time. But Building it into that routine and that morning routine has made it that I just keep fit and I keep healthy without having to put huge amounts of time because when you have kids, all of a sudden it changes to being not that easy to get time for yourself. So for me, the morning routine and the evening routine are like these bookends of the day. Yes. That's probably where I would start. If I was coaching people, I would start there. Where do you start with guys if they join your program? If you would give guys listening and advice, where to start? getting yourself right mind wise and physical, physically fit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually tend to start maybe some different places than a lot of other people because so often it's just like, here's your workout, right? Like this is the training you need to do for the day. And most, most people at this point in this time of life don't move enough in general. It's not just about like finding 30 or 45 minutes or whatever it is for a training session. Like the rest of their day, they're just sitting on their butts, hunched over a screen or, you know, they're in the desk chair, all that, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so um, actually fairly often, I don't really prescribe a lot of heavy training for the first couple of weeks. It's more about just how can we get you moving as much as we can throughout the day and actually doing things similar to like what you had mentioned, where you're just doing like random sets of pull-ups and push ups that take three or four minutes, you know, do that, do that a few times throughout the day. So really it's like, I, I explain it kind of like on a scale where instead of just living at at a space and cranking up our intensity level of workouts, we're going to bring the intensity of the workouts down a little bit, but then we're going to bring up the activity level of like, the whole rest of our day mm. instead of living where we train for an hour really hard and then we just go <laughs> back to sitting yeah. down for 10 hours more you know it's uh moving more throughout the day and making movement and being active more of the change rather than just like go crush yourself for an hour and then go back to work mm. um it's a lot more sustainable i've found going that way because people don't get burnt out those first, you know, ten, you know, a week in, and they're just crushed from, you know, five or six heavy workouts already, yeah. uh, and so, you know, we do things like, I, you know, the ten thousand step kind of thing is a great minimum. It's kind of like the, it, it's a f- interesting thing to like tell people ten thousand steps because sometimes people are like at three thousand, right? Like that's just it's in a day, you know, like they're just office desk workers yeah. or they're just sitting all day they go home and then they sit and they eat and then they sit and they watch tv till they go to bed you know it's like that's pretty common and uh <laughs> I, you and know, so so something like, that's
1: so weird i don't want to i'm sorry to interrupt you but it is so weird because yeah it's not getting into this mindset that you and i in that stuff seems so like almost foreign like aliens me and then i have it to does uh, tom not everybody is living like you there are people that are not yeah. doing like anything during the day and, and just like yeah you, describe,
0: you know someone's really and it's in it's mindset it's, again to and, and oftentimes, and, and exactly right, oftentimes, those people aren't actually even going to benefit from a program that's going to start them off just training hard right away. Like, they need to just move more and, you know, maybe have a couple of, a 30-minute where you're going a little bit harder, right? But then you yeah, just yeah, try yeah, to yeah. move as much. So, something like that 10,000, like, that might seem for a lot of, a lot for a lot of people. But like like you just said, for you and me, that's like the the, the minimum That's like the standard two thousand calories recommendation. I've done that by six o'clock in the
1: morning. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's like
0: like the minimum, so you don't like get rickets. You know, that's not like any kind of performance enhancing amount. That's just like this is the bare minimum of what you need to be doing to be considered not sedentary. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and for a lot of people, that's like. A, a good enough challenge in itself. And so we're just doing things like increasing our activity levels of walking and, uh, you know, doing, like I said before, doing things like you were doing and just dropping down and doing 20 pushups, you know, or 10 pushups five or six times a day, rather than trying to carve out an hour. And, you know, like, like you and myself and, you know, probably most of the guys that listen to this podcast that are dads, like doing it that way is a lot more easy time-wise than trying to carve out an entire hour where you're just going to be like i need to go be over here by myself for a full hour mm-hmm. and train because you know you've got four kids you said i just have one right now who's 18 oh, you got a kid old. man cool i didn't I even do. Know, that, you know
1: that yeah I know so, uh,
0: huh. he yes. uh i just i have 18 an month old and really cool, uh so he's <laughs> at the point where he's still like you know all kinds of attention right and so it's tough to like get away for an hour and carve that out but uh so having these like little snacks really kind of like movement snacks or whatever throughout Mm. the day is oftentimes like way more sustainable for people than chunking out or trying to find a full hour to Mm. train you know
1: but it's the goal right i mean it's you've really got to keep in mind your goal in life as i said to be calm to be content to be a good father to be for me the motivation to be calm is built in just that i want to make decisions and, and it might seem strange because you always think decisions like career like house like car like wife but you know these decisions that we make every day are super important like just the way we react to our kids and like make mm-hmm. habit building like what what habits am i building in my response to my wife what habits am i building in my response to my kids my colleagues and so for me to get to that calm contented place um very important so that i can be logical rational making the decision that's best for someone else not because my little ego is now getting like bruised because i'm unconscious and that's why being well rested and 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 i mean when you're tired as a dad and and i posted a post the other day because i was i was like took a photo of myself (laughs) but i was happy because i was exhausted for the right reasons but we need to do everything we can that we that we in my opinion to minimize just the exhaustion and and sometimes that means you've got to be you've got to avoid following Jocko's advice sometimes. And Jocko is awesome. <laughs> right. Don't get up at 4.30 or 4 o'clock because you think you have to kill something. If you've been to yes. le- bed at 11 and you are then going to have a massive workout, you've got to understand you are an individual. And, and I think like Gog mm. Jocko, these kind of guys that I look up to and I think are great for really motivating guys to get up. You need to also take it with not a pinch of salt, but just look at it with you as an individual and say, what is my goal? My goal is to be fully functional, fit, healthy, awake, cognizant. And that's not going to happen all the time. So when you got a little baby like you do, i got a daughter who's who's 22 months old now. Oh, nice. Same thing. And then obviously the twins and the other one, we've got to keep in mind like the goal, you know, and the goal is to obviously step up as a dad and, and as a father mm-hmm dad and a father that's the same thing you see look at me so tired again, <laughs> but um, <you> know, <laughs> a dad and a husband and a, and and a man in general and so that whole sleep thing how do you what do you recommend because with terence's program up because it says it was so funny it says really eight hours of sleep and i was like how the f- <laughs> you gonna do this i'm like how do i go to sleep at nine but wake at five because in a day, it says you must wake early as well i think and i was like so i just five like, yeah i'm just gonna leave the sleep i'm gonna do everything else and it's gonna be great i'm gonna cut my alcohol everything nothing and um actually bro he actually started me on my non-alcohol and i think i've had a drink twice in the last 130 days
0: wow that's awesome
1: once because my friend's a wine connoisseur and went to visit him and then the other night the guy just said have a beer and i was like cool but uh, i never credited him with that either so that's been (laughs) but the sleep part i stopped it yes completely like imploded my whole program (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's one of the and it's, uh, it's cool, you brought that up, because we actually on our on our group coaching call for our program, we actually just talked Mm. about it this week. Um, So it's like right fresh in my mind when talking about sleep stuff. Um, It's, it's a great point, because when you've got kids that are young, you know, obviously, you're not necessarily in control of sleep. You know, throughout the night, right? You know, yeah. they can wake up as many times as they wake up. It's, uh, but one of the things that we talked about the other night actually was, you know, obviously the the if completely optimal, yes, seven to eight hours, right? But that's just not realistic for some people, and some it might be because of having children. Some it might be because of work. Like and I have guys that work like that run huge businesses that work super late into the night just because they're those guys that are grinding all night, you know, after kids go to sleep, they're working for three Mm. or four hours into the evening, into the late night. So what the priority needs to be at that point is how do we improve the quality if the quantity isn't there? Mm. And so there are a couple of things as far as sleep hygiene that I usually recommend for people like uh, dropping the temperature in the bedroom uh the the kind of the sweet spot that's been found is like and it's gonna seem crazy for some people, but like 63 to 66 or 67 degrees Fahrenheit is uh kind of like the sweet spot. So it's quite a bit cooler than what most people are used to sleeping at. I'm just uh, looking
1: up I'm just looking that up on Celsius quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know the I don't know the uh, Here we go. the transfer. Uh,
1: seventeen degrees, seventeen to eighteen degrees Celsius.
0: Okay. Thank so So it's usually a little bit cooler than what most people sleep at, Um, but that's been shown to improve sleep quality, Um, not having any screens or light in the room at all, like as dark as you can possibly get. And really like there are all these little, you know, quote unquote hacks. The whole point of them is to simulate what it would be like if you were sleeping out in nature, because that's like when you sleep the best, that's how we're, you know, the, the environment of cooler nights, it's completely dark there's no artificial light anywhere um you you know you start winding things down when the sun goes down you're not staring at a blue light for five or six hours after the sun goes down right i mean there's little things like that and that that's actually probably one of the biggest ones that has helped guys the most is cutting the screen usage Mm -hmm. before bed by you know maybe an hour is sometimes enough for some people um because these stupid little things that we have in our pockets and you know that we're on computers and tvs we've we're just staring at these blue lights all the time and Mm. and a lot of people will literally just be right on it until the moment they go to sleep and that messes with sleep cycles and circadian rhythm like crazy and so if all you can do is just cut the screens Mm. you know an hour before you go to bed and like read a book instead right Mm. you're going to have obviously a lot more benefits of you know reading a real book rather than looking at a screen, but it's actually going to start to tell your body, look, it's, it's getting time to wind down, your body's going to start getting prepared for sleep, and you're going to sleep better. So if the if the quantity can't be there, I would do as many things as you can to improve the quality. And there's a couple of those things, like I mentioned, but that's like really what we harp on. Because a lot of the guys that I coach are dads as well. And so um, they're like, I have, I have one of the guys that's got like an eight month old and and is right in the middle of all of like the sleep training kind of stuff right now. And so mm-hmm. he's like, I get like four hours of sleep a night, it seems. And so it's like, well, how do we make those four hours like money?
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 It's interesting that you mentioned that because there are times when, when I sleep like six hours and I feel great. I have times very, very, very seldom in my last 10 years where I'll get eight hours sleep. And I actually sometimes feel worse than eight hours sleep because I don't think I'm yeah. I'm not, I'm not used to that anymore. It's almost like I'm used to it. If I wake up naturally, I wake up after to six, hours and I've got a sleep app and I track it. And it's cool to get a sleep app to track and see where you're going. Cause you, yeah. where you go in and out of deep sleep, whether you're snoring or not, which is huge. And I've read this book by James Nestle called Breathe. I don't know if you read it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It then made me start breathing through my nose way more when I'm doing sports. So I try and like, when I go running and stuff, it was pretty hard in the beginning because it's breathe, super hard. My narrow, I think my nasal passages are pretty narrow, but that obviously started opening up my nasal passages, you know, the use it or lose it thing. And so the breathing and doing that during the day has made, I think, made a massive impact to my sleep. Reading books, and I've made a post about it two days ago as well. And it was just about how, I find that opposed to this little thing, this cell phone, which actually stre- I find it leaves you stressed in a strange, low-key stressed way afterwards. And because you've gone dopamine, 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 dopamine. Yes. And for some reason you're looking at it still trying to, I don't know what we're trying to get out of there sometimes. <laughs> I'll put my hand up. Sometimes I'm on my phone just going. I'm literally like, What am I? Why? What am I doing? Yep. Get off. Exactly. Man. Like. Read one page of a book, it doesn't have to be a self help book or anything, but you can read. I'm wearing reading Ernest Hemingway, a farewell. Mm -hmm. And I and John, you can just go into a book, and and a one page later, your stress level is just even if you're stressed or pissed off or whatever. It's almost like I started to realize it's almost like this um, anti anxiety, anti stress drug, an anti depression drug because you get into a book, and if it's something that you're enjoying, especially it's just like as opposed to self help, it lowers that stress. And that's why I think for sleep, it's so essential. Actually, I think everybody should be reading a book before bed because I often am reading and I'm just like, I'm so relaxed that I just start falling asleep and start dropping my book out of my hand and I'm trying to read yeah. a sentence five times over again and then eventually. <laughs> yep. And then it's so rad because my body's going, dude, you're you ready for sleep. And I think it's probably the same with TV. Like, what do you recommend with entertainment um, at that night? You know, what, what is the best to do with yeah. it? especially um, known for being major TV watchers. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, it's it's the same. It's it's the same as having the device, you know, that's right in front of your face. Um, the real reason that it's a problem is it in 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 terms of messing with our circadian rhythm, which is like our body's natural, mm-hmm. you know, clock attuned to the sun, right? And so, the blue light that comes off of these screens is the same wavelength of light as the sun when it's like in the middle of the day. That blue light, so like basically midday sun. So when our body receives those light waves, it's, it's telling our body, it's like, hey, this is the middle of the day, you need to be up like doing stuff, even though it's dark outside, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we need to realize is like, that's actually keeping us and our system awake when it's mm-hmm. trying to tell us we need to go to sleep. And so any kind of screen, I generally recommend like, back off of it, if you you know, and it's tough to do that now in, in the wintertime up. You know where we live. I don't know if it's the same where you guys are, but it's like dark at five thirty p.m. Totally dark know? outside
1: now. Like it is, it's, it's five thirty, it's completely dark. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's completely dark, and so like sometimes it it this you know it's all dependent upon like if it's a problem for you, if sleep is like a problem for you, then there's some things that we can do to fix it. But like it's most people not just realistic to say, hey, cut all your screens off at 5 p.m. every night, yeah. you know, because maybe you watch a movie with your family or like you've got some work because it's only five o'clock. So you like you still have some work you need to do. It's not the end of the world. Um, in those scenarios, uh, I recommend things like blue blocker glasses um, that just help block that blue light coming off of those screens. Uh, it's not a perfect fix, but it does mitigate some of that. So you're not crushing your face with that blue light and and forcing yourself to stay awake longer. Um, But sometimes, like I said before, the easiest fix is just before bed. If it's only an hour before bed, sometimes you might have to start 30 minutes if you can't even make it a full hour, just try and cut all the screens. Like Mm -hmm. turn the TV off, Turn yeah. the phone off, turn the laptop off, whatever it is, the, the, the iPad and do like what you said, just like use that time to eat, read a book or, you know, I have some of my guys do their evening like mobility work then and stretch and do some breath work <laughs> to kind of breathe and come back down. Um, but doing those kind of things instead of the screen will just prep your body for sleep and it'll be way easier to actually fall asleep mm-hmm. and then you'll get better sleep because of it. So it's just like, how do we do a couple of things to improve this rather than trying to flip everything we do on its head because that's not going to be sustainable for most people and most people aren't going to stick with it if you go that approach
1: and people are trying to sell you something guys just remember when someone is charging you for some great workout that's going to change your life or something <laughs> you want to get your money so don't be yeah. you know right that's and that's the thing it's like just be like you say sustainable consistent and for me mm-hmm. I'm heading to 43 now and and I feel I'm in great shape. I'm I'm ready for my kids. I'm not perfect. I think that there's things I could improve and I'm getting older and you definitely start feeling it when you're getting a bit older and you've had kids and you lack the sleep. But when I'm getting good sleep and I do those things, it definitely makes a difference. And what I'm finding is just do those things consistently. It's like Mm -hmm. make it part of your day because when it becomes part of your day, whether it be sleep or journaling or after action review at the end of the day, reflecting on your day or... We'll get on with work. Now I want to chat about that or meditation. When it becomes part of your day, then it just becomes easy. It's like when I'm meditating, like I work at a school and, and I choose to, you know, not go to the staff room anymore. Cause I was realized that I just, I'm around noise, like nonstop. And, and I don't know what the guys listening jobs are like, but we are too stimulated to things. There's too much stimulus in our life mm-hmm. all the time. And you mentioned how we used to be. I mean, if you take us back 10,000 years ago to what we actually were, where we were sleeping, you know, where I come from South Africa or whatever, you know, even, um, people that are from Africa originally, tribes were, I mean, before South Africa was colonizers or whatever came to South Africa, those tribes were literally like sleeping in in, in natural, in huts and whatever, and and Mm -hmm. have all this thing. So that even those communities or those groups of civilization have had even less time. But even if you are a Caucasian European, your ancestors, not even that long ago, for millions of years, were basically sleeping and, and not having all this stuff. Now, look at us. Mm-hmm. I've gone from being on a call with my, my colleagues. I've been on the phone. I've been watching Harry Potter with my kids for 20 minutes. Now I'm on here with you. I'm looking at my watch. We're just surrounded by all this stuff. And then not to mention just the constant noise. We used to live in like small groups of families, you know, and then at night, the mm-hmm. sun, probably everybody everybody's vibe went down. And then everyone worked with the sun and the men went hunting with the boys and the women stayed at home with the girls. And I'm sorry if that sounds sexist, but that's just it. <laughs> Um, but, um, <laughs> um <How it> was. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I, maybe there's one, a few exceptions, but that history I've learned, maybe it's wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but anyways, the point that I'm making is that we've gone into this world is just so noisy. So what I do is I try to find little pockets where I leave the noise and go into my classroom and put a screen up and sit on the couch. i got a couch in my classroom, which is a good move. And then I'm <laughs> 10 15 minutes. or I read my book in the middle of the day, instead of going and yapping, about mm-hmm. complaining about something or whatever, or just even hanging out and chatting for me because when you come in with four kids and stuff, and so that's that's for me important. And, and I think I would recommend dads, like, like you said, put the exercise in where you can. It's easy when it's yes. part of your day. When you're meditating, it's part of your day. It's part of your day. If you're taking time out to be alone. Um, I've just decided another thing that I'm going to go walking after lunch. So I have a lunch break. We have a mm-hmm. break duty with kids, 25 minutes in a small room, them eating. You can imagine, great mm-hmm. And they're just like, wow. <laughs> I was going inside the building again and sitting in my class. And I said, no, like I'm gonna go out and walk for like half an hour and just like walk. Not a, no podcast, nothing. Just walk, go in the forest nearby and just Beautiful. Walk around. And I think I think that's what I would recommend to dads and what I've been experimenting with is not is almost microdosing, microing mm. these habits so that they become habits and they're not these huge things that I have to go, well, now I have to wake up and do two hours of workouts. But exactly uh, talk about the breath work because Terrence was also very much into nasal breathing and these things. And the James Nest yeah. really changed my perspective and basically how I live because I started breathing through my mouth the whole time. Not only has these um, in, these mental and, and physical things, but actually make you look worse as well. So that, that's an inspiration for you guys. You get them mm-hmm. on jaw when you breathe through your nose. But anyway, what type of breath work do you recommend for your guys?
0: Yeah, so I started in that kind of realm actually pretty early on in my coaching Life. Uh, I remember coming across Wim Hof yeah. uh, probably around 2014. Uh, it was right when I think he was probably becoming pretty well known. Uh, and I started doing that, was, that was kind of like my first real jump into breath work, was doing Wim Hof stuff. Um, and I, and I honestly, I recommend that for a lot of people because it's a really accessible practice in a Mm -hmm. in a way that he teaches it is it's very easy for just anybody to do even if they've never had like any real breath work kind of practice okay his method is just it's super practical and it's easy to understand like you don't have to think and do counting and like try to be in this you know perfect Zen kind of space. Like a lot of breath work kind of tends to be told to us um, because the whole thing is I'm going to do 30 big full inhales, you know, fill my lungs up with air and just let it go and kind of at a little bit of a rapid pace. So it's, right. Okay. 30 of those breaths. Then we follow it with a breath hold on empty lungs for as long as you possibly can. Uh, And then you do a little bit of a inhale hold at the end. And you do that for a couple of rounds. Like, I mean, I can take anybody through that practice and, and they've never had any kind of formal breath work. So I like to do things like that because you get an actual physical feeling doing hmm. the wim hof style like you actually can feel stuff happening and that's a really important thing for a lot of people when it comes to stuff like meditation or breath work yeah, is
1: yeah.
0: you know it might be a good thing or a bad thing but people want to feel something and if they don't feel it they don't think it's working you know like you know where's my result kind of thing yeah. and you know whether yeah, or not that's good the, or bad it's
1: kind of the, the mindset know. of people today <laughs> it's all fast food
0: bye Bear. exactly I like to do well, this actually is something that i that is working and so um that's usually a great place to start the other but there's kind of two functions of the way that i teach because the wim hof style the purpose of it is to get your body and your system ramped up right like it's to get us into that sympathetic side of your nervous system which is fight flight right Mm. and uh so that style is usually pretty good for if we're doing something before a workout where we want to be like really amped up and ready to go you don't want to go into a workout and be like kind of all right let's do this I guess you want to be ready to go so I usually do some form of like a Wim Hof thing as a starter the other part of it is the opposite like how do we come down and relax and get in and get into the parasympathetic side, which is rest, digest, uh, and and sleep, and all this kind of stuff. And so, there are other protocols that you can use to get you into that state. And that's one of the coolest things about doing the breathwork stuff is you have the remote control to how you like the state of your body, and, you, and it's like inside of you. You just have to understand a couple of basic things about how to use it, how to use that remote control, and that remote controls your breath. And so, Mm. when we're talking about coming back down and getting into relaxing mode, the the first one that I teach is called box breathing, Mm. uh, which is something that I picked up from uh, Mark Divine, who did Steel Fit. Yeah, um, that was where I learned it. You know, however many years ago, it's been around for you know probably thousands of years. Doing in in like the yogi world, you know, but uh, that's just a a a cadence where you inhale. A hold, an exhale, and a hold are all of equal time signatures. So, three second inhale, three second hold, three second exhale, three second hold it creates a box. If you, yeah, that's why it's called box <laughs> breathing. But just that, uh, that very slow hold, that's going to bring your system into the resting side so I don't usually like to overload people and be like you have to do this when you breathe and this when you breathe and there's all these different protocols I usually just give them two like here's one to ramp yourself up and like get ready to train or like if you're uh, needing to get picked up like you know go to work or you're psyching yourself out kind of thing here's one and then here's one if you need to do the opposite and calm Mm -hmm. down and relax and honestly most people need the calm down and relax one <laughs> much more than they need the other right. one exactly.
1: <laughs> so
0: that one is like you can do this if you're uh you know sitting at work and you're stressed and your boss is like yelling at you or whatever yeah. you can just do the the yeah. box breathing or that. you're on your way home from work and you're in traffic right like yeah, there's yeah. All these different little times of the day where things like that are actually pretty easy to do mm. so that's in as far as the protocols, I usually just start with those two, but then like what you were talking about with Nestor's book and uh, breathing through our nose all the time. I mean, the, the more we can learn to do that, it's going to have tons of benefits and then it, bringing it back to the sleep thing. I don't know if you've tried sleeping with your mouth taped shut. Not yet. No. Have you done that yet? No. Uh, <laughs> if it's, uh, if it's not an issue, like you don't necessarily have to, but if like snoring is a problem mm-hmm. or if you're just having like crappy sleep, it's actually worked really well for a lot of people I know. And so that could be a little, you know, I hate the word hack, but like, yeah, I that's... know, isn't it weird? We do hate that word. <laughs> I also hate that word. There's life hacks. I just don't like it. It's new. It's... I don't like all these new phrases are like,
1: like all these things, like my online content, I don't know what is the about, but these little new phrase, <laughs> an influencer, it's all like just
0: hack. You know what I mean? I do I know exactly what you mean like I don't know why it bothers me so much but it really does I think what
1: bothers me and is because I think there's some primal thing inside of us when you start connecting with nature a lot like I am like we're gonna buy land at the back of a house and start doing more like farming or farming inverted commas yeah. vegetables it chickens and the more I go up in the mountains in the morning and the more that I spend time outside with my kids I just I, I almost like start disliking the modern world more. And I think these words are part of it where it's like, you we just have that, like, you know, like when you read Walden, like uh, by Thoreau and you read these books, uh, there's some books that just have this, quality that when you read them, it's just like, it almost takes you back to a feeling and guys, I'm sorry if this is weird for those listening, but it's just like a sensation that is, you can read different books and then you read these books to just have something else about them. That is like you say, it's like, there's a different energy there. Like you were talking about Mm -hmm. whether you're genuine as a person, or a coach, or like me with this, if you're genuine or not, and it's kind of certain books are just are the source. Like you said, Mark Divine. It's like everyone's basically repackaging um, knowledge and wisdom from from ancient times, whether it be Stoic, yep. or whether it be Socrates, or whether it be the Greek, whatever um, philosophers, or whatever it is, or or you're looking further into the Bhagavad Gita or wherever people are getting these things from. I've started to because I'm reading a lot. I start realizing, oh, my word, I recognize this for this, and mm-hmm. like, something in the ancient things and something these timeless things have a quality about them that just is it just gets you more and that's why I recommend to people and I'm a little bit less keen to read the latest self-development books and I'm more keen to go find and read more of the source things written like thousands of years ago you know when we weren't in this modern world because then you start realizing even more how unnatural our lives are you know like just our breath and how we're not breathing through how we no, don't breathe through our nose and how it used to be the way that we used to be or the, our diets and how we're eating processed food and our plastic is covering. I mean, even watching a movie from 1950, there's no plastic. You know what I mean? Like plastic is just yeah. breathing. So, you know, getting back to basics and getting back to the earth is for me very important. So I don't know how what you think about that, but for me, getting into nature, getting into water, uh, immersing yourself in things that we were, we were surrounded by all the time. And now we're in these houses that... We think are so essential to have this big house and have a car and everything. So, how much do you inquire, encourage guys, and how much part of your programs is getting?
0: Yeah, I, it's one of my things that I have really tried to like hone into guys in terms of their training. My home gym setup. I've been on the home gym train for a couple of years now. Uh, mm. Basically, when I left Lucky working you. <laughs> in a gym, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. You like were and
1: getting, in, in, getting ready for COVID before it hit.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but you know, that's the thing; it doesn't have to be. in. People tend to put too many barriers in the way of of getting exactly. something started like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I started with just like three kettlebells, and I didn't train and I don't have a garage. I have a really old shed that is about to fall down because cool. it's a hundred years old. Uh, but I didn't even move anything out there until just a couple of weeks ago. I was training outside Damn. and like training in my yard, you know, and like when it was, you know, 20, 20 degrees outside, I was still training and like kettlebells were frozen and I like, had to wear gloves and like all this <laughs> ah, kind of cool. stuff, but like training outside, you know, that's not necessarily nature, nature as I would like to, but I don't live anywhere where I'm super close. Okay. It's an hour drive. If I'm going to get up into the mountains anywhere, I kind of live in like really? a, I thought, like a I Boise, kind of area. So Boise Ida isn't so close to nature.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Well, it really, I mean, it just depends on where you are. Cause yes, it is in terms of, you can pretty much be in the mountains within 45 minutes okay. in any direction, but like uh, the area where I am, like uh, I'm in the kind of a more populated part. So I got to drive a little bit to get there, but, um, but yeah, we have tons of stuff available, but I am, I've been hunting for the last handful of years. That's something I took up actually in my adult life. I don't know why I didn't do it when I was a kid. Every one mm-hmm. of my friends were hunters when I was huh. young. I just never took it up, but it was something I got into a handful of years ago. So I try to spend as much time, uh, during the fall months up in the mountains as I can, just cause it's like, like you said, mm. you just feel a sense of like for me anyways, I, and I've told my wife this, I mean, like, I just feel a sense of home. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're, Absolutely. when you're up there, you yeah. know, and, and it's something that's like, it's really hard to explain I
1: know. Like, it you get is. up there.
0: Like I, I'll go up there and I'll just drive up there and I'll have my pack and just a couple of things. And I'm like, I'm good for like a few days. I don't, you know, I don't need anything. I don't, you know, and you don't realize that until you get away from all of this stuff that we've got right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, and, and the constant comfort. of like the lives that we normally like everything is always climate controlled like nobody's ever cold nobody's ever hot like you're always comfortable and one of the things that nature provides is like the antithesis of all of that like Mm. it's like the whole point of it is discomfort Mm. and it's one of those things where I, I try to tell everybody as much as I can. Like if you're, if you have the ability and you're close enough to make it happen, like go spend time, go for walks, go for hikes, get out and about and like breathe in what real air mm. is like, not, you know, whatever's floating around in the city that you live in, that's not real air. Mm. You know, there's a difference. And so, um, but those kind of things I always try to, and I, and it's, and I'm like, kind of like you, I'm realizing more and more, <laughs> How little i want to be around other like people <laughs> you know <laughs> like i don't know if we need to go the extreme of thoreau and go spend like seven months uh, yeah, in the woods yeah, 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 alone yeah. in a cabin with no other humans but yeah, like yeah. But, there's a, but, no, but you know no, at the time kids. it doesn't I mean, sound bad
1: <laughs> no it's not bad obviously when you have kids <laughs> you can't i can't spend like right. from my kids and i'm already
0: like so i mean just the most of the, the vibe that i have with you with you just on principle of doing that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, but sometimes that sounds kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I always have been always been a huge fan and and try to push that into all of the conversations that I have with guys that I work with is like this is the the environment out in nature is going to do more for your health physically and mentally. Yeah. You know, than than any sort of simulation of it that you can try to like recreate at home, you know, which is why we do the things like the, like Terrence and I were doing the ice baths, right? In the big chest freezer. Like that's the whole point of doing things like that is to Mm. like simulate what it would just be like if we had to survive out in nature, you know, like we've been cold Exactly. Yes. Like, you know, like, and, we're, going back and we're like never, case. we're like never cold anymore. And so we have to f- like find a way to be cold by filling up a box full of ice water and sitting in it. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, that's just not part of our life anymore. And so um, I, I just, every time I say, if you have the, if you have the ability and, and the way to get mm-hmm. there, like go spend time, like yeah. learn how to build a fire right? Like do like go stand in the water in the river and feel like what running water feels like and breathe that air and like sweat out in that nature. Uh, that's one of the, I actually just finished a book, um, called the rise of Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, cool. And, uh, it's an awesome book. It's kind of like a, it's a, it's a really biographical kind of account of his life. And, uh, that was one of his, main things that he would do anytime he was feeling stressed or, you know, he's in politics when he was governor of New York or when he was president, like all, anytime he was just feeling the weight of modern life, he would disappear and go up into the mountains for days or even sometimes weeks at a time. And he would do it. And he would climb mountains and he would do it because he said nature was healing. Mm. And so he would come back and he would just be totally clear headed and, and, ready to make decisions and feel good and be physically strong and mm-hmm. uh it, he's totally right i mean that's the whole point of being out there is to heal so i always say like if you have it go yeah and being in nature kind of shows you nature
1: which sounds yeah. stupid what i'm saying now but it shows you that things die things live things get through. yes your I mean, nature it's so unpredictable and I walk yeah, trees that have you know obviously have become food for other trees. There's things that are smashed, there's animals that have died. I mean, I don't see that very often, but it just shows you that nature is nature, you know, it's uncontrollable, it's unpredictable. To teach you that life, that's life. And even though we try to make it comfortable, we try to control it, like you said, we try to climate control, we try to control our food, we try to control the people around us, we try to control our environment and work. I mean, that's what's wrong, almost not what's wrong, but what's interesting about the world at the moment is people are trying to control everything to be to make life easy and simple and equal mm-hmm. everybody, where nature doesn't give a shit. It's like, I'm watching these lying things with my, my son, these nature documentaries, and it's just brutal. And you're just like, mm-hmm. I'm not kind of like, wow, because I haven't seen that for a while. And I'm just like, that's what nature teaches me as well. It teaches me, you can't control everything, bro. You aren't in control. You, something bigger than us is here. And you got to like, look to that sometimes. And you got to realize that whether you're Christian, whatever, that there's something bigger than us here, that's another thing that makes you realize your place in the world and not like you're some sort of Superman that's the center of the universe. But that you're just a small part in this whole thing and i think when i go up in the mountains in the dark like people think i'm nuts when i go what are you going up in the <laughs> lap? and i see i see like the eyes looking back at me like in the yeah man but that fear and that uncertainty for me starts to be and this is the craziest thing is it starts to be comforting for me and it does heal me because it kind of like is this like okay i'm a little bit afraid but it gets me to go okay well that's i'm home i mean i'm in nature i'm someone mm-hmm. would be you know and then what happens in nature it happens in nature. It's the thing that you can't really, like you said, you can't put your finger on it, but it's a thing that I don't think many guys do. And, and I never have ever regretted getting up in the morning. Yes, I have. Okay, that's a lie. I probably regretted that in the moment, like on a <laughs> And I feel super cold because it's like minus two degrees Celsius or zero the other day. Yep. But the moment I've gone up the mountain and I've stepped my first step and the ground crunches like that, whether it be leaves or gravel, it's like, I'm just like, and when I come down the mountain, I've never regretted it. I've always felt, yeah. always felt the day has gone much smoother because I've already like connected to that. And I, I think you just have obviously said it as well. It's just such an important thing for us as men. It is for women as well. I wouldn't say it's not that that's not good for women. As right. well. Something I just feel within me as a man, because my wife doesn't definitely doesn't want to go up the mountain alone. And I probably wouldn't <laughs> woman either, unfortunately.
0: Mine's the same.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's all part of the thing. And then when it becomes a light, and it's so funny, man, Ross, because the more I do it, the more easy it becomes to do it. Like, so I always get mm-hmm. to it and it's positive addictions. I like started getting like, I have to get up every morning and go up the morning because it just feels so great. And that's, I think what dads do is not, it feels great because it's this superficial, fast, food, Amazon kind of, oh, this feels great. Dopamine hits off the next message on WhatsApp. It's this definite difference of like, well, wow, that really enriched my day. That really, enriched mm-hmm. my life. that really got me connected with who I am and, and it made me think about, my faults. Like the moment I get up there, I'm in the dark and I immediately start thinking of where I need to change as a man and where I've been wrong in my reactions to people. My ego has stepped in because all of a sudden I'm not naked, but in a way I am. I'm alone in the dark and there's no one there and there's no one to blame. It's just me. And I go, How can I be that dad? Yes, I got angry yesterday. How can I stop that? And so the, even that time, just that time to process. And that's why I say I don't listen to any podcast or anything when I go up there, because that's my time. And that's why I also encourage guy on the podcast, stop. And I'm not saying don't follow guys like you. Don't follow guys like me because it's, it's, it's good to communicate and it's good to hear from other guys. But everybody has a brain and everybody can go take a walk in the forest and see how much your life changes when you go walk in the forest for an hour every, every two or three days and, and think about yeah. how you are stepping up as a dad and what you should be eating, doing, drinking, how you should be working. And that's, you know, it's great. But um, we actually wanted to talk about balance. That's why I got you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Our conversation has kind of been balanced in many ways. Oh, yeah. I wanted to chat with you about because your post was saying that you can't be balanced. And for me, or not you can't be balanced, but balance is kind of like a myth, right? Or it's something that we mm-hmm. because we have to go hard in certain areas. And I've been pushing back a little bit on this because I've been thinking that as a dad, I kind of need a very balanced or this has been my theory and i'm very willing to learn from you and be refuted and shot down in flames because (laughs) that's because i love to learn that's a good thing about and i think that's also a good thing for us we need to learn we don't know much yeah but uh, my perspective has been in my experiments of the last while is that i need to balance i need to cut down my workout so it fits into my day i need to get my diet so that i can enjoy Piece of chocolate with my wife because that's kind of weird it's like these community things when my friend presents me with wine and he's like stop and he loves his wine he's this guy's got like thousands of wines he's a restaurant owner and he like whenever we go visit them they tell us about their wines and he, he knows everything and for me not to drink wine on the night like that it doesn't make sense so for me it's been mm-hmm. balance in inverted commas of really keeping myself fit reading enough spending enough time with my kids spending enough time with my wife and i felt that when i was going too hard with this podcast and i was trying to and it hasn't got as big as it has so maybe that you can push back on but i kind of felt that i wanted this podcast to become part of my life where it's my dad where i chat to guys like you that's why i'm more looking for guys that i connect with better than looking for the biggest name that has to come on the show to grow it but that's how i've experienced it is to actually find more balance and to not push hard and yes Maybe I won't have the six-pack and the abs and look like Reyes and these guys, but I'll be fit and I'll be healthy, but I'm also able to cook. You get what I mean? It's like, I feel like- I do, yeah. Package. It's like this complete
0: package that you've got to be to be a good father. That's just important. I Yes, and to start, I don't disagree with any of what you said, first of all. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> what I think is important is- is really the first is defining what balance is to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because how you experience it and what you define it as is going to be completely different than what I define it as. And and from there, we have to look at, well, what are we trying to do? Like, what, what are the areas in our yeah. lives that we're trying to improve, uh, right? Okay. And so yeah. when, I, when I wrote that and I'm saying, you know, what we've been taught as balance is I'm going to pull back and make everything equal by pulling myself back from all of these areas and never pushing myself in any one area. Right. Where Mm. uh, there's never a period of time where I've really tested myself and maybe it's the physical world, maybe it's in work. And like, if, if it was the podcast, for example, like you said, you before really hammered it for a while and it was like really thing you worked on, but then you realize like that's not necessarily what I want. But you had that period of time where you really worked and pushed and and made an effort to see what you could do with with what how you wanted to approach it. And the same goes for like every area of your life. Like, you know, I run a I run my own business. And so everything that I do business wise is a direct result of how much effort I'm willing to put into it. Yeah. Right? And so there'll be periods of time where I'll look at, I'll be like, okay, for the next, you know, 60 or 90 days, these are the goals that I have for my business. I'm going to like just immerse myself in some of this stuff and really push and really work because I want to see what I can do with it. Mm. You know, I want to test those outer limits of things. And so balance it's, it's just become kind of watered down. Because in my, in my opinion, a lot of guys just look at it and be like, well, for me to be balanced, I can't do all of these other things. So I'm going to start pulling myself back in all these mm-hmm. other areas and making everything equal. And I never really, like, challenge myself. And so that's where, like, the whole concept and the whole kind of inspiration for me writing that piece was, that's, is that really balanced, though? Like, that just means you're not really pushing yourself anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of just sounds like being mediocre to me.
1: you know like
0: that doesn't really and and knowing what we know about how how we grow as as humans and then as men specifically like we need those challenges every once in a while like that is a super important part for us in order to grow physically mentally emotionally spiritually like all of these areas of our lives we need those things that push us and challenge us and so When I was when I was writing it, it's like, you know, I I gave the example of, you know, relating it back to the gym, because that's, you know, what I do. So that's kind of the easiest analogy. Like everybody can have a good leg workout and feel like they had uh, a good workout. And, you know, they they made some progress in the gym, but not very many people have pushed a sled until their legs literally wobbled and they collapsed. Mm -hmm. Right. Like people don't push that hard because they're afraid of it. Like, they're afraid of that pain. And, but doing that, you know, 10 to 15% of the time, that's actually going to be super beneficial for you. And I have to make the disclaimer, because I did it in the article as well, like, that is not a license for, like, an invitation for somebody to just go, like, crush themselves on the sled every single day for, like, a month, because you'll blow yourself up and Mm -hmm. you'll be injured and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of the point. Like, that's not really balance either, Mm -hmm. right? And so but having those outer limits where you have those periods of time where you're like, I'm going to really just Mm. go all in here and see what I can do and push myself. And then you realize like, is this what, is this, what I thought it was? Is this worth it? And if it's not be like, okay, now I can pull that back. I know what my limits are here. I know what I want to pursue. If I want to pursue any more, what's the other thing. And so really like balance isn't to me anyways, is how I see it. It's not like, how do I make everything the same? Yeah. Because that's what tends to be like, because that, would tend to mean like I'm giving equal energy to everything, hmm. but I don't necessarily want to give equal energy to everything. Like I want to give a lot of energy to my family. Yeah. I want to give a lot of energy to my physical fitness and I want to give a decent amount of energy to my business. So it, you know, continues to provide for a family, but you know, like everything's got a hierarchy. There's like priorities there. It doesn't have to be equal yes. of everything. And so if, if that kind of makes sense, that's like okay. where that, where that came from when i was writing that because i just see that guys end up holding themselves back mm-hmm. and then think it's oh i'm i'm living a balanced life
1: yeah i think it's, you know? it's just i think once you become a father it almost is a different concept do you know what yeah. i mean it's like i think i think it does change and while he was speaking i was just thinking you know we, we we kind of have these concrete ideas of what a concept is but then outward factors kind of influence what that concept means to you and i think that definitely when you have a dad, become a dad, and then how many multiple kids you have, it's going to mean a different thing in your life. Like, right. As you were talking, I also thought, perhaps I'm not balanced in that I have found that putting all my energy and more energy into my family, we're just talking about pulling back from social engagements, and COVID's been kind of good for that, because it's kind me mm-hmm. back from other ones that I thought were so important to be, that were adding value to my life for whatever reason, that was you know, why I felt that I needed to have more social interactions, even though I don't think I'm I think I'm more happy in nature and more happy alone. Um, but some of our society makes us feel we need to be in the center. And I don't think social media helps us make us feel that we need to be, you know, yes. the end all. But yeah, I mean, maybe it is true like that, that I've, that I have become less balanced actually in the fact that I put all that energy and that focus on being a father and then the things that surround that and move away from other areas in my life that were taking time. And so... Maybe you're right. In in that case, it actually is working for me because I've gone, okay, well, this is my priority. This is what I want to do. This is what I've realized is the most meaningful thing in my life and have kind of unbalanced the scales in that way that I don't put as much time into these other things. However, I think I'm lucky in that fatherhood at the center of everything then drives me to be good. Yes. And I I think you're right. I think I do put in more time in my mountain biking, going up the mountain. If I would add up time, I put in more time to that now, being alone, going up the mountain than I used to probably... I used to think I think I used to be fit just naturally easier when I was young, not realizing. <laughs> right. and that's the thing I think you have to, when you're, when you're older, when you start hitting, depends what your body type is, but I think some guys have it at 30. Unfortunately, mine kind of was with 40 where the body started showing, okay, well you're getting older and you can't just eat whatever you want. It's kind of sad because that's when kind of guys are even less willing to give the time, but actually when they need to give more, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's why, you know, if that's, if that's faltering, you've got to put your time in there. You've got to put effort in and, and possibly, that is serving your family. But I just be—I just wanna warn guys or wanna be aware of the fact that you can think that working out is the benefit of your family, but take it too far. Do you know what I mean? When you get yes. up working out in your body, but you're actually doing it at the expense of your family. However, there are guys that are probably in such a condition that working out and getting fit and healthy is the greatest thing because they might add like 10 years to their life or 20 years and not right. a heart attack. And therefore, so you see what I mean? It's such a yes. concept of what balance is and how we should go. I'm just at the stage of my life with this podcast and we're talking to guys that, you know, as well, that are just awesome men and just seeing the the type of dad and the man that I want to become and where I want to put my energy is just, um, yeah. I mean, Terence said it, you know, serving other people, you know, serving other people. And, and, but first of all, serving my family and, and also going into the garden, like um, what's his name? Robert Bly talks about in iron John. Have you read iron John? I haven't dude read man that book. I hope you it find it the same right as me, but if you like, It just that book for me, I'm reading at the moment. And it just is like hitting me so hard and talks about the garden and how in lots of stories and myths and stuff, there's the garden that people go into and how it's got boundaries and we need to sometimes go in the garden and cultivate the garden, have boundaries and not just let Mm. them in and do what they want and not always go out into the wild. And sometimes I feel this stage of my life, it's like that i need to cultivate the garden of like who I am and inside of me. And then he has another picture of being the king, the inner king and that we have kind of abdicated the throne from a young age because we stopped feeling like Kings. And mm. then when you start becoming the King again, it is following what you want, what you want to do, but your true, your true self, not doing things because someone else said, or you watch this program and the Democrats are saying this, and this one is saying that, and society is pushing you towards accepting this. It's like actually mm. who you want to be. And so doing things becoming on the throne of life again and being in control, doing the things you're talking about, getting fit, getting healthy. And, um, becoming the man that you could be and then cultivating the mm. culture, which means less time with a whole bunch of people and noise have been two things that I've just read about in that book and think this is the best result and the best thing to to be as a man is to find that contentment that calm and to yes one who has cultivated that at home first and then and then serves the wider world and and each other as men so um I talk too much on my own
0: podcast. I know <laughs> not at all. You know? I, and I wrote that. Book, <laughs> and I wrote that down because I, I want to make sure I put that note on that book because oh. uh, I'll definitely put that on my list. Um, well, is, but you yeah, brought up it when you brought up an yeah. interesting point too, as far as to to bring it back to the balance. And then when you're a dad, and when you become one, I think what happens that's actually very beneficial in terms of balance mm. is you become very good at 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 recognizing and then being able to strip away the things that don't matter
1: yeah you have to
0: right so (laughs) exactly because you have to yeah and so um in that way it actually becomes a lot easier for you to look at what parts of your life are really important and then from there be like okay this is where i want to put my energy like it's actually become very easy because i can't do all of these like you know, I can't spend all my time doing all these kind of random things because I've got very important things I have to focus on. Uh, and and in that regard, the way that I the way that I tend to make decisions is well, how is it going to help serve my family? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, and so there is a point of diminishing returns on everything. Like there there like you said, there will be a point like when it comes to physical fitness where it's actually going to be start becoming at the expense of spending time with my family or, you know, or whatever it is, or, you know, maybe I don't uh, do as much in my business that month and I don't get another client or, you know, whatever it is. So there's that point of diminishing returns in everything. And I think that's, what's one of the really beneficial things Mm. about becoming a dad is you're able to recognize all the nonsense and, and, and see that much easier so you can scrap it. And then, so from there, you're just looking at, what are the things that are going to fill my cup, you yeah. know, for, for that metaphor and be like, training is going to make me healthier. I'm going to be able to play with my kids. I'm going to be able to go on adventures with them and, and be around for a long time. You know, like, so that's over here. That's something that I really want to prioritize because of that reason. It's not about like, can I, you know, deadlift 600 pounds anymore? Can I do all, you know, all this kind of stuff? It doesn't matter my whole focus has shifted and and that's kind of the, and it's the same with my business like I could spend 10 hours a day doing marketing on Instagram and like doing phone calls with you know sales calls with clients and like What's all fun? this kind of stuff but yeah exactly <laughs> but like do I really that's want great. to and like do I do I need to yeah exactly you know, like get to a point where I I feel good about what I'm doing and I'll keep it there. And then when I want to grow a little bit, I'll do the things I know how to do to grow a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and, and so that's where I think you have to have those outer limits pushed to know what bringing it back and like where comfort actually is. Mm -hmm. Like if you're just kind of, if you never push yourself in any direction, you just kind of sit idle and you think you're, you know, "Quote unquote," like we said balanced but mm. you don't really know because you've never gone out and challenged yourself in any of those areas
1: mm. yeah man it's a, it's a process it's definitely a process that you've got to be aware of and i think definitely being
0: mm-hmm. aware and
1: self-aware is a massive part of it and just reflecting on who you are and what you're doing and 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 how you're showing up as a dad and as, as a husband you know it's becoming a little bit catchphrases and maybe it only because we in the circle that it sounds like catchphrases you know some right like, do lose um kind of uh perspective on other guys that really are in, in a troubled way you know where they with their families with the situation with who they are and, and not really aware and I think that that's what it's about is just being aware of like how you show up in all these mm-hmm. and how they then influence and impact each other because it's, it's so fluid for me like from work to home to all these things and understanding how one affects the other so for me when I start seeing work affecting my home I need to realize that I need to change something at work I need to make it less stressful because unless because if I'm coming home totally knackered at the end of the day and irritable because I've been at work and certain things have gone wrong, then I need to remedy that. And I think if we are cognizant and watching our lives and um, watching our bodies and just being aware of how things affect us, I think that comes with presence, right? It's like just being present. Mm -hmm. You are at the moment and being in the moment, then you're far more aware of, okay, I'm doing this now. And that's why for me, getting into a more calm, less busy, less hurried, Mm -hmm. then allows me to make much better decisions for my life and much more calculated ones. And You might think it's it's boring but the my life is probably the best it's ever been with Mm -hmm. more structure with more more habits being developed you think oh this is boring in a morning you're doing this this i'm like no actually since i've done that those things have got this amazing quality to them that they didn't have in the beginning yes they were kind of exciting and then they got a little bit usual but now they have this quality to them and i think that that's the mistake we we make we think that all this chasing after these highs and yeah with a new car and a lot of money and these things and there's nothing wrong with them but at the end of the day when we are chasing those things we i think we rob ourselves of like true joy and true satisfaction of, of life doing mm-hmm. being having our needs met but being able to really like suck the marrow from life is, is is not what we see maybe on on instagram and on tv and on on that but it's really just being like here with you now or being with my kids just now and learning to learning to be satisfied with and, and have yeah. grateful for what we already have so dude once again, it's awesome. I love all these guys are just connecting me with other guys and getting <laughs> to talk to all these awesome guys. And that's what the whole focus changed I love from it. the podcast. It's changed from being, and I don't mind having guys, I'd love to have guys like Stephen Pressfield and other guys that I want to get on the show eventually. But some of my conversations with guys like Brandon Lilly and Terrence and and mm-hmm. other dudes and yourself now have just been it's so great to talk to you guys because it really changes my perspective or adds to my perspective, should I say. Yeah. I'm starting to find myself what's satisfying is when you start finding yourself in line with a lot of the guys that you respect, you can measure yourself. And that's why I think it's good for us guys to chat. Because when you look up to someone like Brandon, and you look up to someone like Tim, and I don't know that that well enough, but it seems like you're in the same thing. And from what we've been talking about, then you start knowing, okay, well, it's not bad to measure yourself. I don't want to measure myself against Brandon, because I'll never be like him. But at least I can see, well, ho, hang on, the values are similar. The, The beliefs, the way that I'm seeing the world is similar. And when that starts aligning with guys we respect. That's why I think it's very important to connect with guys like yourself. So, dude, I really appreciate you just coming on the show to an unknown guy. And um, it's been great, I man. I'm sure we'll do another one. it be awesome.
0: Yeah, man, it was fun. Really thank, I really appreciate you having me on. It was a good time.
1: So that wraps up my conversation with Ross. Hope you guys got as much out of that as I did. Really love the way we touched on so many different aspects of mental health, physical health, and how to show up as a father while obviously working on other areas of our life. I want to say thanks so much for your support. Thank you for this being a platform that I've grown as a father, a man, as a husband, incredibly over the last year and a half. And I hope you guys are feeling the same way that after listening to these podcasts and listening to these conversations with these other guys that you really feel inspired, motivated, and empowered to go out and really make those changes in your life so keep working on developing the strong body strong minds and obviously most importantly the strong character so we can love our families actively lead effectively and leave their legacy so until next time guys stay dad